0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With love, let it
1: surround
0: me, surround me.
1: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steeler's Touch. Down Under, I'm Maddie Peveril joined as always by my co-host Marky D, Marky Davison. Mark, how's it going?
0: Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Welcome to uh, Steelers Touchdown Under, your one-stop shop for Aussie NFL
1: Steelers news. Was that good? It was all right. Did I pass? Yeah, you passed. <laughs> you passed. And J-Devil's first in as always into the live chat. <clears throat> so Marky D... Um, you know, interesting week for Steelers, um, we're getting more and more, you know, videos and cut clips and images out of, um, Steelers, you know, all the, all the off-season workouts and mini camps and all these sorts of things. Um, you know, is there anything that stood out to you from this week?
0: Uh, I wanted to talk about those helmets and I I know you have a bit of a, uh, well, I I think, I I think you'll know you have an opinion on this because to me, it's kind of funny. Um. Not the fact of... I'm not taking away the the, the health, safety of concussions. I appreciate that. But I don't understand why they need to wear a Guardian helmet and then another helmet. Like, why do you need to wear two helmets? Why not just wear the Guardian helmet if you want to have safety?
1: Yeah, I don't really get it, to be honest. Um, Don't wear the helmet at all. I mean...
0: The helmet, even- in the,
1: NFL, the helmet in the NFL does nothing for concussions. Um, the headgear in rugby, which is made out of the same material that you're seeing these Guardian helmets made yeah. of, out of, out of the side of, it's actually been proven to like increase concussion rate. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that the way your neck is actually structured, the muscles in your neck and the tendons are there and designed to absorb impact. That's why most people's spine has some sort of curvature to it naturally, right? Like it's there to absorb impact. Um, so you're kind of like I'm trying to think of a good an- analogy on this. Like you know, you, I, I don't understand why like you're you're putting a helmet on a helmet to try and prevent the very thing that those things don't do. Um, and maybe it's because you sure. and I come from a country where you know, our you know, physical contact. You know, football or rugby is, you know, does, has no helmets at all, um, but there's a lot less concussions. So like, I I, I just think <laughs> it's just silly. It doesn't look silly. It's, you know, theoretically silly. Yes. It helps helmet to helmet hit um and buffers that, but just don't wear them. Like I know that. And the problem is the problem is though, is I know that they do have to wear them because you want To practice feeling what it's like with the helmet on, guys that have the green dot, you know, the quarterback, you know, with the mic, you know, the microphone, and like you need to do all those things. But I mean, yeah, I mean it comes back to something that like I personally think the NFL at some point needs to move away from the helmets altogether. But that's heresy to to most. Um People that have grown up with the game, so it is what it is. Well, it,
0: it is funny. I, I think with the helmet, the helmet discussion is, you know, I think it's needed for like the trench work, O line versus D line, where they, you know, I like why, rams. why, because they're they're essentially like the the ram, like the animal, like they smash into each other so fast. But and in you know a rugby
1: them. scrum, you don't have a helmet.
0: Yeah, but but if you're coming off the line like a D line or Do you how much pressure,
1: you the, the pressure, the weight that goes through a. <laughs> Prop in rugby at the front of the scrum is way more than what these offense uh, one-on-one offensive linemen. Yeah, but
0: they're not—they're not overly taught, like taught that way, like rugby. But I, I just—I just find it. I know. I'm just saying. Well I
1: just—I don't. Yeah.
0: Why do they wear these guardian helmets when they're not even also really hitting that hard in in practice? I don't know. I understand what they're trying to do, but I think I think there needs a bit more a bit more, to, bit more uh, research or discussion around it because there could be a possibility that they never wear the helmet. But I think. That's funny because the NFL is filmed such a way that it makes a player look, you know, cool. Cool. Yeah, no, game. it does. It you makes you're right, it
1: makes them look like a yeah. transformer or bigger than you know, bigger than life kind of sort of yeah, you know, yeah, big, yeah, bigger than the
0: So and you know, there are probably a lot of uh, gridiron goat uh, coaches out there and, and stuff like that would say, Well, no, we need it for this certain scenario, or if he's going up for a ball and comes down and lands on his head. So it's interesting, it right? Still it's but <laughs> well, I just I just found it funny that like you're gonna wear the guardian one over the other helmet, and then you're not even gonna really hit each other in in minicamp. or as hard. Yeah, I know? well I
1: think it goes back to what we're talking about there. It's simulating having the helmet on, and you know all the rest of it. Like I think that's really, yeah, maybe that's what it, it it's sort of about. But I don't know. I think they look like I think <laughs> theoretically and philosophically they're silly. I think they look silly. I think the players think they look silly. But hey. You know what? It's all part of this. We talk about it a lot. Um, it's part of the NFL finding a way to stay relevant in the media, even in the most, you know, qu- you know, even in a quiet week in the off season for one team, you know, this puts them front and center of fans' minds. And you and I are talking about it, you know, on the other side of the world. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll talk about it any day. That's why I like doing this stuff because
0: people actually listen, you know? No one listens <laughs> to me in real life. <laughs> this is great.
1: Um. Anyway, an interesting comment in the, in the live chat, which we're not going to get into there. Um, but so in today's show, Mark and I are going to look at the AFC North because everything's been quite steals focused. We're going to look at the steals as well. But Mark and I are going to basically go through the AFC North um, to rank the teams um, in terms, we're going to give them a rating out of 50 um, based on five criteria, um, their coach, the offense, the defense, the draft, and their star players. So, Mark, I think the easiest place to kick off um, is this is the Steelers podcast, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. So out of 10, what rating would you give Coach Mike Tomlin?
0: You know what? There's been a lot of hate around uh, around Coach Tomlin and, you know, the recent PFF uh, discussions and stuff like that. I, I'm telling you, I'm all down, man. I'm giving him 10. I, I really, 10? I'm really, yeah, I'm so done with these Tomlin haters, mate. I am that done. You are looking at a future Hall of Fame coach with Coach Tomlin, and you ha- and he's a winner, and you need to deal with it. If you don't agree with with Coach Tomlin, you need, you just need to deal with it and move on. So I'm giving him a ten because he's he will be in the Hall of Fame. That's okay. it. He, he, you listen to his speech the other day. He's a he's a he's a players coach. People love him, except steel fans. Everyone loves him except steel fans. It's crazy.
1: Okay, I'm giving him a nine. Right, and I wouldn't mind giving him an eight and a half, but I'll give him a nine. Um, just because this team's never had a losing season. I right, think the reason I'm not giving him a 10 is I still think he we don't won a playoff game in five years. I still think there's super bowls in him. I want to see that happen. I think I don't want to give him a 10 now because I think he, yeah, can still that's fair get enough. I'm just,
0: I'm just making mine 10 just because for people to finally realize, I want to change I'm going eight and a half. <laughs> Just, just deal with it. He's a winner. Deal with it. Move on. Like we've heard you say, "Fire Tom." Went a million times. Oh, I'm not falling in the fire. Get over yeah, it. get over right. it. Move on.
1: Okay. Right.
0: How about the offense? Well, this is this is a good one because we have a new offense. So out of ten, um, I'm going to say seven, and that's because, of, that's, because right. of Nagy. that's because of Naji. That's because of Naji. I think we got better on the offensive line. I think we got better by uh, Ben leaving and Trubisky. <laughs> I think Trubisky was start. star. I think seven is a good – right now, seven is a good number.
1: Yeah, see, I think this team, you know, you could look at it in some ways. I think it's got a high of eight and a half um, contextualized across the NFL. But I think right now it's a six and a half, so I'm going to undercut you.
0: Also, <laughs> do, do I have to write these down as well? You just writing no, no, no I've cut them, <laughs> them all down for us. I've cut
1: them all down for us. So what about the defense? Oh, mate, ten. Ten.
0: Wait, am I, should I be? Am I? I do sound a lot biased, and I don't even care. 10. This defense the is defense amazing.
1: 10? Are you kidding with no lockdown corner? No, nah, mate, I don't care. You could put you and I back in the middle. That's one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. If you if okay. TJ will win us games by ourselves, Alex Heisman. Yeah, but, nah, but we'll get there with the star players and the difference makers. So All think right. about the defense overall as like 20 plus defensive players. Sure, you want to go with All 10? right, then nine. You put me down one point. But still, like right. this this, this defense
0: unbelievable.
1: I've got a seven and a half. You got really? so it's left. Yeah, man. Um, all right, how about the draft?
0: Fool, okay. Uh let's go with I like, you know, let's let's go with seven because that kind of matches the offense, what we did with the offense, right? Bring in Pickett and uh Pickens and, and Austin and those guys. So I would go seven for the draft. I thought it was overall a good draft.
1: I'm gonna go seven and a half. I think they had a really good draft. The only person I think is going to be a, – a, most likely to be a mistake is Mark Robinson. But anyway, um, he was a hard one to do a show on, on this week. All right. Now, here's the category called – we're going to call this difference makers. Um, it's effectively the star players. But if you think about the top five players on each team, Sons Steelers, you know, TJ Watt, Mink Fitzpatrick, Cameron Haywood, um, you know – let's say Pat Freeman's tight end or Najee Harris or however you want to James Daniels, however you want to state it. Um, so yes. And Rhino until you're right in the live chat, it's hard to state, you know, draft until a couple of years later, but we're going on potential. Um, but yeah, for a difference maker perspective, how about that for the Steelers? What do you see that? Cause I see well, that definitely that that's a 10. That's a 10.
0: Well, I'm going to have to say, so we're not in. Incl- okay, I'm gonna say a nine here. Then if, if I gave the defense nine, I think be to top five a nine.
1: players, top five players. So you can go nine,
0: nine, yeah. Because you, you talk about TJ, Highsmith, you know, Minka, all those dudes, and then I go on the offense too, Muth and Najee. Like these these guys can win games by themselves, you know. And when I say that, I mean like make key plays, you know. TJ looks outstanding this year in minicamp. He's not done. He's not done. So I think we have a. Yeah, I think overall we have a good team. And yes, I am completely biased, but I don't care. It's Off season, <laughs> and I just want to go into hype it up so much. If we, you know what, if we go into the Bengals and we beat them, I know we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. But that would be amazing to yet to yet again be pushed down so far, and we go and beat them. It can happen.
1: So it's it's interesting. Um, you, despite the strong start that you had, with giving out ratings. You gave the Steels overall 41 and I gave the Steels a 40. It's
0: all right. It's not bad. There's improvement there. But that's that's why I think, honestly, the offseason has taken us around that around that B plus or, you know, 40 mark, right? I really do. I think we got better in the offseason and the Steels have a good chance this year to compete and they, and they will compete.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's move on to the basket case of the NFL, right? Oh, boy. Now, the Cleveland Browns. Right now, let's be contextual because there's some people you know you might not be fully aware of. I mean, everyone's got to be aware of Deshaun Watson and Miles Garrett's situation. Some of their top players, and you know, Jack Conklin and um, John Johnson and Joel Batonio, and they've got Kareem Hunt there, so they do like people that you know are looking up the felony list. Um, Jedrick Rills, Nick Hub, Denzel Ward, Amari Cooper, they got Jacoby Brissett. I didn't realize that. Um, Jadavion Clowney's in there as well. Um, from that perspective, they had a decent, you know, I think most people will suggest that they had a fairly decent um, draft as well. But, Mark, I mean, you know, let's let's kick it off. What do you give the rating for the Browns for coach?
0: Well, for coaching, I have to say right now, because of the whole Sean Watson issue, and depending however it goes, still bringing that guy in is, is, is turned this, what you said, a basket case for the Browns. So I'm going to have to give them like a five. Uh, just just because he's part of the the whole organization, and he would have had to say to bring this in, and this so is a really
1: Kevin Stefanski of five.
0: Wow! Well, look what look what's happening. They don't know who their quarterback is. They've essentially brought in a quarterback with Watson, who don't who don't know who's going to play, and they don't know if they if they're going to play Baker. Come on, man! That that's a big red flag. People think that we haven't got a quarterback. At least we have two options. They have two options that probably can't play. Because I don't think Baker will play for them. I think Baker's Baker's. Yeah, one. but that's not
1: on. That's not on Kevin Stefanski.
0: He's part Imagine, of oh, You got to think of it as <laughs> well as,
1: what, what, How would Kevin Stefanski go with, let's say, the Steelers players? If you got to separate the quote, the coach.
0: But he's still he's still part of the organization that makes the, the decisions and in, in in the meeting rooms and gets things done, right? So I I just yeah, I'm going to put on him because it's going to oh. be hard. It's going to be hard for him to to organize his team, like okay. the Cleveland the Cleveland Super Bowl uh, Browns were thinking. Oh, we're going to go win Super Bowl, and then. This this these things happen. It's 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 a real tough situation, tough tough for the NFL and tough for the Browns right now with Watson, what he's going through. He may be charged, he may miss time, it and they essentially Kevin
1: Stefanski though.
0: I don't, I don't. You know what? People would still put on Tom one.
1: They correct. would still put on correct, <laughs> but, <laughs> put but do you want roll yourself to that standard? <laughs>
0: I'm just I'm just saying what it is. They'll put they put on Tom one hundred percent. So when, right. when 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 pushing the shove in the first the the first few games, who's going to wear the the, the blame? The
1: coach. You know, you know <laughs> Ali comes up in the live chat and says, we're witnessing the beginning of the 30 for 30 Josh Jobs Hall of Fame story. Not the demise. I would, that would be great.
0: I, I used to like Jobs. Oh, that would be fantastic. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. They haven't got a quarterback. And people say, we're Steelers haven't got a quarterback. The yeah. Browns have are in big trouble. So Okay. Just
1: to so I, I'm going to give them a six and a half then. I'm going to give them a six. Give them a six. Because I think Stefanski can coach. All right. Well, I think you've t- tipped off your hat about the offense. Um <laughs> what are you rating and the offense?
0: Well, i have to go very similar. I'll, I'll probably give a 6 because I do like, you know, uh uh Nick Chubb in the running game and and um some of their players like that, but I this this whole thing with Watson is overshadowed the Browns and you don't know who the quarterback is and we are still what three going to mini camp, training camp and Baker didn't show up. So, what what offense do they have? It's quarterback driven league i go six.
1: I'm going four and a half. Why is that? Uh the only points I'm giving to them are running back position. They have no quarterback right now, as you rightly said. They they're wide receivers. They went out and that's got. True. I think Bell from Purdue could be an interesting guy as a draft pick, but you know, that's more for the draft side of things. They went out and got Amari Cooper, who I think's past right. his best, and he's not going to do anything with no quarterback. So that's that's dumb. I also think. You know, from a tight end perspective, they've overpaid. You know, the money they're spending on David and Joku is just absolutely like, like I think um, Ryan said they should win the and Rhino in and Live Chat said they should win the Darwin Award for this off season. I mean, it's one thing to have the the Watson fiasco, but to back that up with the fiasco that is David and Joku's contract, I mean, honest to you know, me, the Browns, Browns are fa- favorite
0: to win the division. <laughs> Browns are favorite to win the division right now in in the Australian Australian gambling markets. I don't know how. I'm gonna
1: I really, all right after this I'm gonna put it down <laughs> it. um against that. Um right, how about their how about their defense?
0: Defensively. Um well who are the who are the standout players? You got like Miles, Miles Garrett. I guess he's he's up there and they keep Miles Garrett,
1: Denzel Ward, uh, John Johnson's a good safety in this I like
0: league. their I like their their corner. Greg Newsom's I, like ever, I think
1: is a cornerback that they give him a chance to develop. Grant Delpit when he's on the field, can do stuff. Anthony Walker Junior is underrated at middle linebacker. Um, I'll, I'll give them. I'll give them six. I give them six because I think they have got a good pass rush. But
0: it's it's they always compare Miles Garrett to TJ Watt, right? And mm-hmm. TJ Watt's like times ten. But I do like the I do like the secondary and their cornerbacks as well. I think Ward's a good player.
1: I'll give him a six and a half. Yeah. yeah. And plus they've got, um, you know, JOK as well. And he was starting to come on before his injury last year too. So we'll give him that one. All
0: right. What's the, what's the next uh, category? Is it the uh, draft? Is it? Here's the hard part though. I don't really watch the the, the, <laughs> the Brown stuff. Um, I'm not even sure. You know a lot more than
1: I do with, with the draft. Yeah, so can you hear me? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, you, yeah, you're here. You're here. Yeah. I oh, just muted me. I hate streaming. I've, um, will um, probably get kicked off now. The AI will kick me out. <laughs> 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 in these days, um, it's really weird. I was just like, I'm on mute. I didn't even do anything. Um, so yeah, on the drive side of things, look, the Cleveland Browns draft. I'll give, like some of their rookies right now. Um, you know, Sean Jolly, cornerback out of Appalachian State. Um, they have David Bell there, as I mentioned earlier, from Purdue. Uh, they've got a couple of like, they didn't really get any massive names. Um,
0: that's what I was going to say. There's no names that I can see, and that's
1: this name big. is Purdue, really.
0: Right. I'm going to give a five because I don't see any names that I know that, that I even researched. And I didn't really watch the draft too much, so I don't see any names. So, well, I'm giving
1: them a five, I'm gonna give them a five and a half. Um, because you know, we do talk about draft picks unproven. Oh, they've got Martin Emerson as well, the cornerback out of Mississippi State, but again, it's not like, oh my god. Um I'm the five and a half because I think they're the worst draft class of all the AFC North. So they don't deserve to win any points there. Um, all right. Well, how about the difference makes in the stars? Because right difference now they've got making. a guy making a difference, it's just not on the field.
0: Yeah, let's give him all the money and all, and then everything else is happening. Um Difference maker. I, I the one player I do like, which was a stealer, was is probably Nick Chubb. I think he's a fantastic running back, so I think he's a difference maker. That's one. Uh, like you said, Amari Cooper receiver, not too sure. Uh, Ninjoku maybe, but on the on the defense, I don't really. I do I don't know with this team. I'm gonna say five just to be mediocre, because I do like Nick Chubb. I think he's a great running back and he can change the game, right? And if you have a good offensive line and and, and up forward push, then for sure. But other than that, there's just so like I still can't there's so much controversy going around this team. It's hard to focus on football, and that is a bad thing during the offseason.
1: Yeah, you know? I, I I think I'm in the six because there's like Miles Garrett, you've got guys like james Ward. I think Greg Newsom's gonna be a good player in this league. Um, but it's it's a reluctant one, you know, like go
0: Browns, go Browns. <laughs> <laughs> They're in trouble, man. They're in some big trouble, I think. Uh they got to sort some things out over the next. Did you,
1: did you give them a 5? You have them at 5. Yeah,
0: 5 well, 5 will do.
1: All right. So I overall have them at a 27 and a half. <laughs> I love bagging out the brands. No, less than that. Yeah, no, no, 27 and a half, I'm right. And you have yeah. them at 26 and a half.
0: And that's about right, I would say, in the off season, with what's what is happening right now, they're not focusing on the actual game or football. We're focusing on everything that is around it, and then and, and there could be a possibility that Watson may be suspended for a long time. Mate, he's we'll, not playing this we'll year. Come on. Well, there you go. That, that's and that's the problem. Where they're at, under half, like we're not we're not focusing on the, on the Cleveland Browns football.
1: That's it. All right. So let's go to the Cincinnati Bengals right now, Mark. Mark. I'll be easy. I'll be, just, I'll be just, honest. I'll be honest. All right. Okay, good. I'll be like a fair fair play. Well, not my real honesty,
0: but yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'll be, I'll be like
1: football <laughs> honest. Some of their top players are Trey Hendrickson, DJ Rito, mm-hmm. who's a good signing for them, Jesse Bates, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, Joey Burrow, um, Jamar Chase, obviously, Uuzay, um, Jonah Williams, um, Mike Hilton, um, Hayden Hurst, um, Jermaine Pratt, I mean, T. Higgins is a great player for them. They drafted Daxton Hill. Um, Trey Flowers is in there as well. That's a, I would and I've got the Joseph Asai, who's the next um, Longhorns player, it looked good in preseason, then got injured. Um, so it was unfortunate. I mean, got injured um sacking Tom Brady, I think it was off the top of my head. Um, but there's the Cincinnati Bengals there, um, from a overall Ross perspective, and we'll talk more about the draft guys when we get to the draft sort of section. What do you give that that's one of their star players, but what do you give the Cincinnati Bengals in terms of their coach, Zach Taylor? Because I'd have he's to I'd have a pretty good
0: start. I tell you, he's doing some good things in uh Bengal land. I'd have to give him about probably an eight. I give him eight. Because he <laughs> exactly made it. I gave him. He made it through the playoffs, right? And he got them to the AFC championship game. Yes, they lost the Super Bowl, but he's turned this organization around as much as we like to, you know, um, discourage that, but he has. He's done some really good things for this Bengal team. He has given hope again to Cincinnati. So, and he has a young roster as well. Young, talented roster. So I'd have to give him an eight. And also, Pro Football Focus gave him like 25 or something. Like they're joking. The guy just made it to a Super Bowl. So you have to give him, you know, props to that. Yes, they lost it. And I'm so thankful they did. They're 0-3, but he's a good coach, man.
1: I gave him a seven and a half. Because I, I Mike Tomlin is at eight and a half, and I'm knocking off half a point for two Super Bowls. Or oh, one Super Bowl and like, you know, a, a, you know, uh, and well two Super Bowls, but like one 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 winning one win in the Super Bowl. Um all right, how about the offense for the Bengals?
0: Pretty good. It's pretty not you already word. know it's pretty good. Joe, Joe <laughs> Burrow, Jamar Chase, uh T. Higgins, who's yeah, who's the other receiver they got? Uh, Tyler Boyd, three great receivers. Like they're Seventh so
1: in the yeah, out of 32 for points last year.
0: They're probably like the top three receivers in the, in the NFL. Like They're pretty high up there. Jamar Chase, second year. I'd have to give them almost like a nine. I can't give them a 10. Wouldn't I give them a 10? Wow. Well, I'll give them okay. a nine. The offense, offensive line looks pretty stacked. And I like Joe Burrow, who's just killed it, too. And also, like, you know, young Joe Mixon. And I think they have a good – they're going to be hard to stop. They're a pretty solid team when you think about it. Uh, and like yeah, I said, no, we're a young head coach. Yeah, I, I think I think the thing is is Jamar Chase in second year. We and like you said, we haven't got a lockdown in corner, so that will be troublesome. So it's going to be hard for the Steelers to stop these guys. But they're a good side, as much as I hate to say it.
1: Yeah, I, I, look, I think they're a nine as well. I think that's a fair. I would want to give them a nine and a half, but I like. I think it's, it's fair for us to go right. Well, we got to see how this O line gels for them. But I mean, the addition of you know Lyle Collins, you know, is massive for them on that offensive line. You know they draft. I'll get to the draft guys, but they drafted a player that I think is very helpful in the offensive line. So yeah, I'll give them a nine as well. All right, yeah. how about we flip the script over to the defense? How? What are your thoughts there? Defense, the defense, defense,
0: defense is like their front. Their their front line is good too. I like my guy. You know Mike Hilton. I like their secondary, Bates and Bell. Uh Ethan Eli, Eli Apple. What's his name? Chuch, I can't remember. A woozy Was it?
1: A Ruzier. A
0: Ruzier. Yeah. He's cool. Man, I have to give them a nine as well I think they got a good defense they're a good team like they're not they're not a bad team they're they're, they're, they're kind of like I think we want the Steelers to be <laughs> you know? like so young fired up and ready to play and they, they have this new life about them but that's what's going to be even better when we go and beat them
1: and so. and look someone in live chat talks about you know wanting to talk about the Steelers. We are talking about the Steelers in a roundabout way. Um, we'll be back there. We we're already almost through the third or fourth teams, and one of the teams was the Steelers, so we'll get back there. Um, well, it's but... it's all
0: impactful because you've versus we versus these teams. You think about it, we verse, it's six games a year. That's six out of seventeen. That's quite a lot of chunk of um of uh, football that we need to face these teams. And the Steelers went out and beat the Ravens what twice and and Browns twice, and we got swept. We went four and two.
1: Also, so it's not bad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, I'm not going to be an idiot like Andrew Filippone and, like, come out and say, Kenny Pickett is the best player ever off a few images. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do that. I, I care about what happens in the NFL field, like, with proper play. Um, but, yeah, on the defensive side, I it's hard. I thought that defense overplayed last year, to be honest. But then they had, you know, Joseph Asai out, who I thought was going to make real impact for them. They went and drafted Daxton Hill, who basically means that they can play a left and right safety instead of having to do strong and free safety if they want to. Cam Taylor-Britt is a guy they drafted, um, and I'll get that in the draft part, but he's he is a brutal hitter at the cornerback position. Like, the defense is technically better. I'm going to give them an eight because, I, you know, I do think they've filled some needs there, but I am doing that with faith that a, um, a guy like, Trey um, Hendrickson can continue to get to the quarterback because he had a terrific year last year. He was, he was awesome.
0: They're a tough side, man. They're going to be hard to beat.
1: All right. So you had them at an eight, didn't you?
0: Uh, I think so. Eight or
1: nine. I can't remember. Yeah. Nine. You had them at nine. That's right. Nine. Almost. Um, All right. How about the draft class? Um, well, now- not my strongest suit. So you might have to walk me through this
0: one because I didn't really watch too much. The only guy I know was Daxon Hill because a few of the BTSE guys talked about him at safety. So yeah. that may help. But other than that, I don't really know who they brought in.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, he's probably the the biggest guy, um, you know, Daxton Hill in terms of, you know, the, the pick there taken first, you know, obviously he was their first round draft pick. Otherwise they got guys. I think, as I say, Cam Taylor-Britt's probably the biggest one to really note. Um, from that perspective, I mean, Zachary Carter, the defensive end that they got in the third round, um, out of Florida, I think he's a guy that's got to develop, but he's someone that you're looking for in a few years on, um, Tyson Anderson in the fifth round is an interesting sort of safety style player out of Toledo. So we should to see what he, um, can bring, bring to them as well. Um, but other guys, you know, are pretty, they brought in a lot of, you know, undrafted, um, you know, free agents as well. So there are definitely guys that could appear for them. But I think they've got a young enough roster that, like, they're the sort of team that can take flyers on more than half the peers. And they really just need to pull out one or two really good players. And I think they're going to get that in Daxton Hill and Cam Taylor-Britt.
0: Well, in saying that, so that they, they improve the secondary. So I'm, I would give them a six just because, but my number is skewed because I don't really know too much about the draft. So I'll give them a six for this. Um, that can be a, a tiny cheap shot at them, but... If they got to – yeah, if they improve the secondary, it is a, it's a scary – like I said it last year, young and just crazy team. They're fed up and they want to win. But they didn't win Super Bowl, but we'll see. It's got, they've got to be a hard team to beat. Give them a six right now.
1: Yeah, awesome. Um, I gave them a six as well because I think they've only got two players <laughs> that I can see being – decent starters in the NFL. And I think, you know, if they have three, then I'd you know, be able to bump them up a bit more than that. So that's where I sat from that perspective. All right, well, how about difference makers on this team? Do you give a rating for their difference makers? This has to be another high one, unfortunately. I think
0: it has to be about maybe a nine. Just you look at what they did in the playoffs last year. Even even through, through the adversity of, like, getting sacked seven times, Joe Burrow played really well. Uh, Jamar Chase had an outstanding se- season. And their second and third receivers are great. Um, defensively, you know, we talked about the secondary too. They're up there. And it's just some of their it's some of their players are just, yeah, I don't know where it's come from, man. Maybe it is a coaching change or it is from being bottom of the barrel for so many years and they got all the picks and they got, you know, they can build around a young quarterback who's not getting paid right now. So I'm going to, have to say nine. I, I think they're just a, a pretty outstanding team.
1: And it hurts yeah, me to I, say that. I, I, it hurts me to, like, yeah, I agree. It <laughs> hurts me to hear it. <laughs> um, I can't quite give them a 10. I So I part of me says give them a nine and a half. It's just that Trey Hendrickson, I need to see one more year of him doing that pass rush. And I think I need to see even, uh, this is going to surprise some people, but a bit more for Jesse Bates, but I think Daxton Hills is going to allow him to do it. I'm going to go a nine, but it's it's hard for me to not give them a 10, to be honest. But even
0: even their even their linebackers too. Uh, I think it's Jermaine Pratt. I watched a little bit last year. Like he's pretty solid. Like he's a pretty fired up linebacker. It just seems they're all like that that, that the attitude right now. They're all buying in. You know, they're all ready to buy in. Where in years past, the Bengals were just a, a team we could knock over so easily, so easily, and we beat them eleven times in a row. Now it seems like they have a bit of. Something a bit, a bit of physicality and something about them because they went out and stomped the Steelers 27 to whatever we lost to. I was like, Oh my, this and they beat us now three times in a row, so yeah, they they, they, they I think if the points add up, they're probably leading right, they'd be above the Steelers, I think.
1: So, this is interesting. You gave them a 41 and I gave them a 41 and a half, right? Um, we had the Steelers at I had them at 40 and you had them at 41. So you've given them okay. equal footing to the Steelers. So this is good because this say, especially going into the Ravens team, um, you know, this is quite interesting because where we're rating these Steelers, I think you know, the hypothesis, you know, I'm gonna give you the spoiler. Mark and I, if you listen to us, you know that we're high on this Steelers team. I think the Steelers team probably will win the AFC North. And when you actually go through roster and the key and some of these key things, even at a higher level you start to see things even out. But I'm looking forward to getting to the to the Ravens here, who I think are... You know-
0: Ravens is, a, is a, an interesting one. Because even, oh, even I- when they, they ended last year, they ended last year with six games losing in a row, and they ended fourth in the division, eight and nine, and, and Lamar was hurt. And now they had, you know, I know we're getting to the draft, they had a pretty good draft. Yep. And they're well coached, even though we all don't like Wayne Harbs, but this could be one of those seasons where it's a <laughs> bounce back year. I don't know because of how they fell down so far.
1: All right. Well, let's start off with Wayne Harbs. And I, I was thinking about this as I was planning out some of the, the idea of scoring this. Like, it, it, it sucks to have to rate <clears throat> Wayne Harbs. What what rating are you going to give Wayne?
0: I'm just I'm just going to say this, right? So there was a lot of flack with, you know, Mike Tomlin being one of the worst coaches, or still is, right? Where's the fire at Wayne Harbs crew? Because... If you think about it, if he's ranked higher. Fourth you, what, downs,
1: can you imagine if we were doing the stuff he was doing on fourth down? Can you imagine Tom would be like?
0: <laughs> but he was he's ranked higher, and I think people appreciate him more as a coach, right? He he's up there. I'm I'm gonna give him a seven because I just don't like overall his attitude because he is so smuggy. He goes out there and wins preseason games like they're real games. But the reality of the situation is too, the Steelers have beaten the Ravens four times in a row, right? How come Mike Tomlin doesn't get credit for that? If you want to talk about the Steelers, how come Mike Tomlin does not get credit for that beating beating one of the best coaches that is John Harbaugh, right? And so I'm going to give him, give him a seven because they do have a well he's a well coached uh, you know guy, but there could be as you know once he lost the quarterback, it was all over, and I called it last year. I told you, I told you they wouldn't win another game. They didn't win another game. I was got six in a row.
1: Yeah, I I think he's. He's obviously had success. He's got a Super Bowl win, right? Now, I think sometimes it's overstated, you know, when you've got a Super Bowl win, like, you know, it completely changes, you know, some people's, you know, perception of a coach. But John John Harbour has been pretty successful for the Ravens. I mean, 237 wins from 225 games, that's above 60% win rate. You know, that, that's, that's pretty good. Now, but it's not Mike Tomlin's 154 wins from 241, games for an overall, you know, almost 65%, you know, win rate. So I, I think this is the difference, right? Um, you know, they do have the one shared Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, Mike Tomlin's got an AFC championship on there on top. Um Mike Tomlin's also, you know, had some much harder, much harder years, I think, in terms of what's going on in this roster and, you know, all the rest of it. So I mean, this is the difference. I, I think I've got to give him a seven as well, just on the basis of things. But um you well, know, I I cut off one point. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like him either. I, mean, he's, a, I mean, he's a wang. That's why I cut off one point. He could be an A, but I cut
0: off one just to you know check his ego. But honestly, why do you go out and try and win preseason games? They've won the studies have won 19 in a row. No one cares.
1: Yeah, but I get I also get the mentality of winning all the time. Like you know, I, I guess that I'm, I guess and, yes. and winning yes. is contagious and True. You know, you and I hate that the skills never rack up a score. It's that a is little true. bit of the same And, and they power. do. And the
0: Ravens are like, they will score until the till the clock's got at zero. You know, so that's that, that's that's the way he coaches, and maybe that's why he's successful because he doesn't care. He's ruthless.
1: That's it. That's it. Um so looking at it from that perspective, then let's move on to the, the offense. What are you gonna give this offense?
0: Well, you have to start with uh Lamar Jackson. I do I do like what he does, and we'll talk about him in the difference makers. Uh running game is quite good. I do like the the they if they can run the ball, they are fantastic. Um receiver wise though, they don't have too many receivers, do they? But they have to- have a tight end that he can throw it to. So if Lamar can if Lamar can start to pass the ball and actually get receptions, they're solid. So I'm gonna give them an eight uh right now, just because based on what Lamar is just crazy, because if it breaks down, he runs away, there's a touchdown. It's just so hard to catch him.
1: Yeah, but, I'm giving them a I want to give him a six and a half. I'll respect Lamar's MVP and give them mm-hmm. a seven. Um, but actually, no, I'm gonna go six and a half. I think the steels, I think exactly what's said in the live chat. Like steals have got him figured out. That's why I think you even keep yeah, Devin Bush. I think Devin Bush has figured him out, which is a weird thing to say. They got nothing if this doesn't work. Um if so, Lamar
0: can't if Lamar can't run these games at all like to get away, but, who's who's gonna to pass to? Be very exactly,
1: hard. but what I would say, which is a little bit concerning, is they got they did it very odd. Like everyone talks about their draft now, they had multiple third and fourth round picks going into the draft, but they drafted two titans in um in Austin really? and yeah. They drafted two. I just want to pull up. I want to get the names exactly right. So they dra- I know they drafted Otten oh. and they got him later than what they thought they were going to get him. They got
0: Ch- Charlie. And they Robert. got Charlie
1: Kolar, right? Um, yeah. Now, no, maybe they didn't. No, sorry. they didn't get Otten. That was another team. they got Isaiah Likely and Colar. Now, Isaiah Likely was meant to, most people thought he'd be taken end of the second, you know, somewhere to mid third, right? They picked Kolar instead, who I think is probably a bit better blocking going into the league at the 128th pick, and then they doubled down on the 139th pick and picked Isaiah Likely, I think that is going to be a really, turn out to be a really big win for them. Um, So if they so can... So they don't want to
0: use the receivers they, at all? They're just going but, to go but, with... But you
1: think, they're going to be able to basically, like, just line up with tight ends and offensive yeah. linemen. And, like, are they blocking or are two of them going I to go down? Like, because Isaiah Likely as well, yeah. if, he can, if they, he can prove that he can block, guy like a, like a Ben Mason or a Patrick McC- Ricard in there as well. Like, they're, they're going to be brutal. Like like And this is the thing. I hope the Steelers have f- actually figured this out and we do get bounced back from Miles Jack and Devin Bush. If we do, I think we can shut this thing down completely. If we don't, we might have a problem. It also is really helpful to have Kate Kazee in now where we can bring Terrell Edmonds into the box. Um, but the thing for me is... And someone alluded into the live chat earlier. There's a disconnect here between Lamar and the Ravens, right? And Lamar's his own agent. And I don't know what the hell is going on in his head. And push comes to shove if you want to do, do like, you want to throw the football and you get into like a a shootout. I don't think he can do it in this league. So I'm, yeah, like, I, I think it's a really interesting situation with their offense.
0: Well, it'd be cool to see because if you you can line up, I think the formation allows this. You can line up three tight ends, can't you? Correct, if you, yeah. If you have a one-back exactly. set. In certain, certain yeah. formations, you can do that. So if that's to do with running the football or Lamar, you know, parking through those three tight ends and having a one receiver, um, that's like old-school kind of football, isn't it? Like, uh, you know, hand in the dirt oh, and yeah. run down. So that would be – and they, they often use their full-back and, and two-back and, uh, two sets as well. So – Maybe that's what they're they're looking towards, and not going the five wide or four wide because they got rid of Hollywood Brown. Went didn't he? So you know, and who's he going to pass to? So uh, that's intriguing. I don't I don't really know. It's a different way to watch football with the Ravens.
1: It's gonna be some weird things. Um, all right, how about them on the defensive side of things? Now, obviously, they got. You know, guys like, you know, your Travis Joneses and, you know, they've got, you know, Marlon Humphreys and Marcus Peters and, you know, Michael Pierce and you know all these sorts of players. Um, what do you think about this defense?
0: I have to give them straight away a, a seven, right? I, I do want to see what they can do this year. It's not the old defense of, of past, but it's always that Raven mentality. A bit like the Steelers or what we're going through, some of the new guys, and but still that physicality, so... Um, I'll give him a seven because I still find it a bit funny how they have they, they did lose six games in a row. So how do you get over that that milestone? But uh, Calais Campbell, he's getting up in age, right? He's up there defensive end, so he's a big he's a big unit though. Uh, Derek Wolf, he's what from Denver a few years ago, so and Queen the linebacker, they they're pretty fast. They're, look, man, the AFC North is like crazy. Like we're crazy going to be physical, so it will be it will be if if the offense can't move the ball. If they go three and out. That would be different if they can move the ball by running those tight ends and, and those formations where the running game gets gets flowing. Oh, then it's then it's different. If you keep that Raven deep, because they're going to play. If they can play within front like by ten points, thirteen points, then the defense can control and be hard to come back.
1: Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I'm giving them a eight and a half. Um, but I, this is a team that could be like nine and a half, ten. I mean, the way that they've drafted, I mean, I hate falling into that because it's potential, it's on paper, but there's just some of the additions that they've made. Um, you know, you talk about a guy like a Patrick Queen. Um, you know, they've got, um, um who's the guy out of Penn State? Um, changed his name, um, last year. Um, you change
0: his name? You can do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was his? Wafé or whatever it is. Um, I what know, was his name before? Uh man, you got me. I haven't had my morning coffee. We jumped on the show too <laughs> early. Like, um, um. Anyway, the point being is they've got some good guys there. Um, that I think <clears they've throat> developed. How about the um? How about the draft side of things? What, how do you think they? Well, would this be is
0: something I we looked into it before because we looked into that. You know, uh, Carl Carl Hamilton, safety, yeah, Carl so Hamilton. they yeah. got him at number one. Uh, that is. Along with that secondary too. Because Marcus Peters, those guys, they're crazy. So um, bringing him into the Ravens and him being a Raven like former like Ed Reed. I'm not saying he will be Ed Reed, but you know, that mentality, uh, that will be fun to watch. Um, who's the other bloke, that want, the other big name that came up? Uh, no, Lee- I'm not
1: falling into that trap. That's not a good word.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about. Um
1: <laughs> Tyler Linderbaum? Yeah, Linderbaum, yeah, Linderbaum right?
0: Yeah, he, he he um he signed as, a, as their center. So all these big names that kind of went to them. Uh Daniel Falele, That that's the big dude, at six foot six the Australian. Daniel
1: Falele. It's yeah, like
0: they just got like the biggest dudes or the most big names, and we'll see what can happen because the Ravens. uh I I would say you know John Harbaugh was a bit angry for being for, for what he came fourth in the division, and now also with this stuff too because they they play the easier teams that came there their So. Yeah, um, I thought they had a pretty good draft overall.
1: It's interesting. Um I can't find Faily on any of the they've not listed him. He must be up to sign his deal. Um cool. All right. Well I gave them an, I gave them a nine. So you gave them an eight. Is that what you said, sir?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think eight, eight yeah. would do. Yeah.
1: All right. How about the difference makers and the stars?
0: Stars, of course, are gonna be uh Lamar Jackson, but then what do they do with the tight ends? Like you said, with the three tight end sets, are they going to be stars or just the, is the whole game plan going to be a star? You know what I'm saying? So overall, I think it really depends because this 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 whole team is built around Lamar and Jackson. Yeah. Then once he went down, they lost all the games, like I said. And this, so this has to be probably like an eight. I, I think an eight
1: overall. Oh, I'm going to give this to them a seven. Right. Because I don't believe in Lamar. I believe in some of the other players. Um <clears throat> I really would like to give them a six, but I'll respect what's there on paper. We should give them we should give them a one. Because they <laughs> always have these names. Everyone goes, oh, look who the Ravens have. You know, mm. where's the Super Bowl? Where's the Super oh, Bowl yeah. to prove it? Where are the wins? Where are the you know AFC North title? Like it just never seems to work. And like the other thing about all this size, right? We just talked for how long? Five minutes about helmets. You can have the biggest players, right? But you guys are smacking the hell out of each other, like, at training. And you do need to do that to be battle hunted. I'm not I'm I'm all for that. But, like, you're constantly doing everything with all these massively big and strong guys. That takes its toll with fatigue. Like, I I would love to know how they manage it. And it it clearly does because of the injuries that they have. So, like, I give them a 7. I probably more want to give them a 6. So, Mark, I can tell you right now that that gives you an overall score of 38 for the Ravens. Right. Um, and for me, I've got a 14, 6, 23, 29 and a half, 30. I've got a 38. So we both have the same score. It's, But it makes sense though. Like with, with
0: all the four, four teams we talked about and everyone's counting at the Steelers, but we have them all around the same level except the Browns because the Browns are going through a really weird
1: situation. However you look at it. But you know the interesting thing when you look at this statistically so you and I had the 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 Steelers at 40 and 41, right? Then we had the Browns at 40 uh, – can't count the Browns out. Then we had the Bengals at 41 and 41 and a half. And then we've now done the Ravens at 38 each, right? Right. And well, so, yeah. <laughs> but interestingly, we're further away from thinking the Steelers are at the Ravens re- level, and you and I are much closer statistically to seeing that we're at the, at the Bengals level. And I think what's interesting about that too – I'd love to get your thoughts on this. The Bengals are a much younger team, whereas we've got players that are proven performers year in, year out. And so, you know, this is what I always find about odds when you're betting and you think about an experienced coach like a Mike Tomlin, you sort of sit there, even if we don't win the division, it's like we should make the playoffs. Like on paper, we have the proven performance and that's what you want to back, Don't back assumptions of what could happen back. What, the evidence and the data that you've seen earlier that actually leads you to, the put it to de- you this su- way. all, all probability suggests you're going to be able to back that up again.
0: Put it to you this way. I reckon the Bengals are still yeah young and angry and really want to go after it. And so that they have a good high chance to go there. I think the Ravens, um, you know, their coach, you know, like you said, makes their, makes them run into brick walls and they're almost like that, you know, this uh, machine and like, uh, you know, like just, I don't know. It just seems like they're always in it because they are coached quite well. And they're coached to, yeah. you know, just go and hit someone as hard as you can and, and play the Raven the Raven way. And they're a physical team. Um, the Browns have gone through a funny situation. However you see it, it's weird. It's not it's football So no one's talking about football. They can come out and surprise, but I don't I don't see that. And the Steelers are the underdog, but we do have those those veteran guys. So um, it will be interesting. Now I would hate to see the Steelers lose to the Bengals and the Ravens because then I'd be like, well. Then we're then we're worse, aren't we? We're, we're the worst. with the third team out of those three. But the Ravens won't go away. They won't go away. But nor will the Steelers. The Steelers won't go away either. So, but a lot of people are counting out the Steelers this year, like they're nothing. But we play out. We play our way, and that is to go and win games. And Coach Tomlin will do that
1: this year. Yeah, I I, I think it's <clears> it, and it, it, it's this the thing that the Steels have going for them is continuity and getting down to business. Now that might be an odd thing for me to say in the offseason That's had the biggest upheaval with no franchise, like with the franchise quarterback leaving, but it feels you know, Kevin better right? leaving, you know, and some of the people on defense leaving like, you know, Keith Butler and that, but it does feel better. I do feel more <laughs> pumped up about this team. I do feel rejuvenated, but it's not, it's not right. rejuvenated to the point of what the Bengals have experienced right? No, not at all. But we've done it as you said, Mark, we've done it in the steel away. And that was the point that we wanted to go through in this show. I mean, it's a big deal to go through the AFC North in a way like this through the show. But Mark and I, you know, have been thinking about a lot of these things for a while. And we've been talking, you know, to each other about where this constant status of where the Steelers sit in the AFC North. And, you know, no matter what the doubters say, and obviously if you're listening to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com um, or the Behind the Steel Curtain family podcast, you know, your nonstop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, you are a diehard Steeler fan. But, you know, we all have to have a sense, you know, a, a level of sensibility about us. But when you stack things up sensibly, it, it does make sense that the Steelers are going to be up there and the Bengals are going to have a tough job beating the Steelers and taking the AFC North.
0: I I would be shocked if, if they just got beat by 30. Like I really would. I'd be like puzzled how it even happens if if they lose the Bengals by 30 or whatever, you know, or they they do submit to the f- the fear narrative of like we are the worst team because they did or this offseason has felt rejuvenated, like you said. We have gotten better. We have. It just it's just it's just a reality situation. Najee is out there looking at his iPad like he wants to go out and win. And the team is so relaxed. Like so, like not relaxed, but more confident. Uh, Muth and Gentry mucking around. Cameron Haywood's mucking around. Minka's get mucking around. You know That's what? They, they look like they're
1: enjoying football. Exactly. And, I, I'm, and I'm not sure. 100%. I might be controversial. I'm not sure they've enjoyed it the last few years. They do that is like that you is can't tell me 2019 was an enjoyable year, like with everyone defense having to overplay because of Duck and Mason, and you had the Browns incident. And then in 2020, you know, yes, you had everyone, you know, hyping into Ben bouncing back, but you know, there was still some issues there in terms of you know, it just bottomed out at the end, and you could see that you could see that train coming to a halt <laughs> as the season went on. You and then saw- last year was like. You know they're all playing for Ben, but that takes an emotional toll Does. you know right we've kind of wiped all that that the whiteboard clear kind of thing for the last three years and as you you say it mark it's like you know injection the fresh talent rejuvenation and it you're right it feels good it feels fun same and even with with coach Tomlin as well with the
0: helmet on his head and then relaxing and but he has like, an, like this new team and this new you know not a, not really an overall new team like you so said the Bengals struggled for so many years to get their team. But we had the Steelers now with TJ and Cameron and those veteran leaders and Minka. Think about Minka on the side. We with an all pro safety. This team will be something this year. Just depends if they, they show up. And I think they, they are relaxed, they're confident, they're ready to go this year. And that is a big deal for Big Ben leaving and and just moving on from that. And even of also a new uh general manager. Like it's it's just so exciting this season. I think we can go out there. And everyone, everyone's saying we can't win. That's a
1: well, we uh, can. And here we go. Here we go. So <laughs> that wraps up this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peveril joined as always by my co-host, Mikey D, Mikey Davison. Go Steelers. Oh, how it rips
0: me, but love makes me live for tomorrow.